0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Story Time with John and Friends. I'm your host, John. Today we have another great episode for you. My friend Mike Tomasulo stopped by. You may remember Mike from playing drums in the band Kill the Clock, and currently he's playing with Eternal Boy. Mike stopped by to hang out share some stories and it was a lot of fun it was great to catch up great to see him he's got a lot going on as you'll hear in the episode he actually was about to leave for tour tour managing a band on the young blood tour as well as some more stuff in the future which is pretty crazy he's got a pretty hectic schedule coming up so make sure you give the episode a full listen like and subscribe i actually wanted to go ahead and thank everybody for listening to uh each episode we have reached the one year mark i've been doing this for over a year now so uh that that means a lot it's pretty cool that i had this vision to do this and it it's come to fruition and people are giving it a listen and they seem to enjoy it so thanks again uh like and subscribe storytime pod across all platforms anything going on with mike will be down in the description below and uh yeah enjoy the episode
1: you were
0: pissing me on every day. <laughs> the the big ball of heat in the sky
1: was too much. Yeah, I thought there was, was a, there. a bear. Reality of some Yeah, Fresco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to... Welcome, welcome to, to... Welcome to... to Storytime. Story time. story time!
1: When do you leave again? So I... I gotta pull up my calendar. This is... Constantly. I feel like I'm, I'm never home. So I am leaving in three days on Sunday, the 25th. Oh. I have been home for like three weeks right now. But in, in that time, I, I, I play in a band from Pittsburgh called Eternal Boy. So I'm like every week I'm going down there and practicing. Uh, so it's like three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back. And so I went down to record... Uh, or write a record, like, two weeks ago, and then last week we went to New Jersey to record that record with uh, Chris Badami in New Jersey. So, like, I've just really never been home um, between tours. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm going out with uh, The Regrets, who's direct support for Youngblood. Okay, Um, that's sick. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest tour I've ever done. Um, Super excited. Um, Just absolutely crazy. I mean, we're we're, going to be on a bandwagon. I'm sure Youngblood has, like, 20 buses. I don't know. That's probably. Is he that big? I have no idea. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like he had his own bus and then like crew had another bus type okay. of vibe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I would get that vibe. For I sure. will, I'll
1: tell you in four days or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Definitely. Let me know.
1: Super sick. But yeah, so I, uh, very stoked. It's, it's the first time I've ever been hired for a band where I didn't really know, um, anyone before that. I met their bassist, um, on a tour I did in December, uh, she was the bassist of an, a support band for that tour, and we just got to talking at a bar one day. I was like, "Oh, so like, who else do you play with?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm the bassist of the Regrets. Um, her name is Brooke." Uh, and so Brooke was like, "Yeah, well, we're we're looking for a tour manager right now. We just kind of like ended uh, a relationship with our last tour manager, and we're looking for somebody." So I just, I gave her my number. I was like, "Hey, give me a call if this ever amounts to anything." Right. And uh, literally like a month later, I got a call and like a Zoom invite with their whole team. Uh, super cool and just hit it running. And it's, it's a weird thing for me kind of like going into it. It's a, not exactly my scene of stuff. I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we come from like punk heavier yeah, yeah. bands or whatever. So, um, interesting. I guess it's kind of, I would consider it like a pop tour. Um, like, I, I don't know whatever Youngblood is, whatever, right, whatever yeah. you consider that to be. I don't know if you listen I've, to have I've whatsoever. like
0: seen clips and stuff of, yeah. of the, like his, you know, social mm-hmm. media. So I'm, familiar but i couldn't tell you what any of his music sounds
1: like so. i i i first heard of him i th- he did a song with travis barker machine gun kelly i think that's the first time i heard of Pro- him too. a couple years ago and i was like this is this is kind of sick like yeah. he, he, he gave me such like burt from the used vibes they had mm-hmm. great like raspy voices like this is kind of sick but then i've I've listened to a few other songs yeah and it's it's much poppier than whatever that was <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i'll tell you how that goes dude but- i bet you that's gonna be sick though that I feel like that's those are going to be wild, crazy biggest shows I've ever done. I think most of the venues are anywhere from like three to five thousand caps. Um, Like a lot of them are like indoor outdoor things too, so like comparable to like Art Park. I think that's awesome. It's this is going to be like the tenth tour in a row I've done that doesn't have a Buffalo date for me, so no home shows. (laughs) And it's always like it's like oh we'll be crossing back through Canada. I'm like okay I get to be home for like five seconds and grab like a different pair of shoes or something. But um, yeah, super excited. That's awesome. Uh, How long is this one? Great question. Um, I leave on the 25th, and the last day is in Iowa on August 4th. So I will hopefully be back by like the 5th or 6th of August.
0: Nice. By the time you get back I will have a baby.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's, uh yeah, that's I mean congrats to you. I mean Thank that's you. absolutely insane. Dude, time. Time is crazy.
0: Time is horrifying yeah. at the same time, but that's very exciting, man. That's uh that sounds like it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Dude. Um this last
1: tour you were just
0: on, you you were playing with Eternal Boy,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, So, um, I play in Eternal Boy now, uh, which is gr- great friends of mine, uh, Rishi and Joe. Um, I've known them since I was touring in Kill the Clock. Okay. Uh, it, it had to have been like 2017. We were playing a show in Stroudsburg, PA at the Sherman Showcase. And I was like packing up drums outside and like the other guys in Kill the Clock came and got me. They were like, yo... You gotta check out this band that's on right now. So I, I like I come in and I watch Eternal Boy for the first time. And they sound like like a modern, like, I would say Blink 182, like three-piece pop punk band. Uh, but the songs rip and I I was obsessed from that point forward. So I became friends with them. Uh so this is since twenty seventeen. So for a couple years, like we were doing show swaps. Um, we were putting them on our shows in Buffalo, uh, and uh, the singer of Eternal Boy, Rishi, runs Four Chord Music Festival okay. in Pittsburgh. So I started working for him, working for that festival a couple years ago. And then just last year, uh, they parted ways with their drummer, um, their most recent drummer. And I hit him up. I was like, yo, like, I know all the songs. Like, I can just fill in for you. Like, let me know what you think here. And they were like, oh, you're too busy. You tore too much. Like, you, you, you're not going to have time to do like this band. I was like, but I would like, I like your band a lot, yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, the first show I played with them was Four Chord Music Fest last year, um, and it's, it's been sick since then. Uh, we've been doing shows with like a lot of like classic bands, like bands we grew up on. We did some shows with Alistair, oh, uh, if you remember that, Drive yeah. Through Records, Alistair. Yep. Uh, we did some dates with Mest, uh, nice. love Mest. Did you, know that,
0: did you know that, uh, Jeff Sum played with them for a while,
1: really? Yeah, from Cute. Play guitar? Yeah, he played guitar with them for, for the like a, I think one or two tours. Yeah, that's crazy. a couple years ago. They're yeah. a mess. Drummer, current drummer, um, he's from Rochester, so it's kind of weird. Cool Buffalo connection, um, mm. or you know, Western New York connection. Uh, who else did we play with? We just did a tour with Unwritten Law and Authority Zero. Oh, that's sick! it, it was, oh, so crazy. We were we were so legends, stoked, like legends, legends, right? Um. It's so funny. Uh Aiden Licker and John Greenan came to that date. We were at Gramercy Theater in mm. in New York City. And Aiden came up to me. Uh, and he was like, Dude, who's unwritten law? And I was like, Come on, come on. Wow. I was like, you know from Josie, she likes you L N D H C. I was like, That's the U L of Josie. And like his mind just exploded. Wow. So good. <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah, it's crazy. All the all these bands that like we grew up listening to, um, like uh, eternal boy doesn't tour a lot, but we'll do some weekend runs and that, that unwritten law tour was like a week. Um, super cool. Uh, very interesting tour so much. I'm not even legally allowed to say right now, but very interesting. Uh, shout out, Scott Russo, shout out unwritten law. Um, so yeah, dude, super sick. So that's, what's going on with eternal boy. We just finished a record and yeah, possibly touring UK in the fall. um, had a couple offers kind of on the table right now, but it's also tough with my schedule. So like I tour so much, where it's I'm like, okay, do I tour and make money, or do I tour in the band that I play in for like a good time? Right. So that's 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 the question. I, it's it's very very <laughs> tough for me to decide sometimes. Yeah, I like don't keep keeping him. balance. But the last couple things I, I've done with Eternable, I've had to leave. Uh, in the middle of a tour that I'm like hired to work for, like if it's just like a three day weekend thing, I'll tell that band and their their management like, "Hey, I got to dip out for three days. Like, are we good? Like, I'll find a cover for right, for myself yeah. or whatever." Which is it's happening uh, next week or two weeks from now. So on this Youngblood tour, we play Toronto on the fourth of July, and then I come home on the fifth. I'm sending the band to their next shows like in Milwaukee, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be home, and then I'm going to go right to Pittsburgh to have a, a practice on the 5th, and then I play with Eternal Boy July 6th, 7th, and 8th, Okay. and then come back right to the Youngblood tour again. So I've you, been doing that a lot. You said you went there to write a record with yeah. them. So did they just already have the songs, they, and they just needed the drums? Yeah, so they had demos really pretty much... Pretty much there, I would say it was like a solid ninety percent. Um, none of us have really written music this way. I, so back backing up for a second, one of my least favorite parts of like being in a band is the writing and recording of music. My favorite part. So, so I have I, I get into this with people all the time. Like, and that's how they feel too. They love writing yeah. music. For me, it's why I do what I do is I love the live show. I love touring. I don't give a shit about writing music. Okay. But like I do, but it's just so stressful to me. So that's you're, like that's
0: perfect for you as far
1: as being like a hired gun. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I, I tell people all the time, like my dream job or my career retirement job is to play in a cover band for the rest of my life. Right. That is so easy. That is playing some else's songs it's there. you just got to play it as perfect as you can, and that's it and then they pay you money to play other people's songs All right but as far as like writing songs go um I struggled with this in Kill the clock too but um if you like come bring something to the table like if you guys bring me a song like I can listen to it and be like okay let's change that let's change that and so it was a lot of that for this record that we just did they had I think it was like eight or nine demos um and like, I don't know, I, I learned exactly how they had it. And like, as we were revising the songs, I would change stuff. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so three days, three 10 hour uh, practice days for basically writing this record and putting it together. And then the following week I did like four days of drum tracking to get it done. So. So you basically like you were probably were you playing to that shit at home? Like, the demos yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. you
0: basically had everything written. You just had to like finalize it together. Exactly. Yeah
1: which is still one of my least favorite parts of anything. Like it, So when I joined the That's band, so it's like they, they had three records of songs. It's like, this is so easy. All yeah, I have to do yeah. is learn this band's songs. It's, it's already written for you. It's already written for yeah. me. It's like I'm playing in a cover band. I'm playing yeah. in an Eternal Boy cover band. Um, but yeah, so now it's a super different experience. Like it, it, it is cool now that it's done. Like I feel like I have my hand in some songs. Like, yeah, oh, like yeah. okay, I, those are partially... You're an official member. I'm an official now. member. Yeah. Those are partially my songs. Yeah. Like. It's it. It'll be cool. Very excited for it. No idea when it's going to be done or coming out, but sometime this year. Very hopefully. cool. Yeah, so uh, I I reached out to you to see if you wanted to come on I, a while
0: ago. Honestly, I don't. It's, I don't it's remember. Been I knew, a, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. I know you were on tour and you were just like, yeah, when whenever I'm in town, we'll make it happen. You Never reminded town. me. You. I forgot. Did you? Yeah, because I. You know, I'm just. I'm always looking for like yeah, more yeah, yeah. people. You know, so when. You were like, hey, man, I'm back in town this day. And I was like, <laughs> that's right. He's yeah. Because I have a dude in my phone. I have a list of like 40, 50 people that yeah. are all like, yes, let's do it. I'm like, all right, you're on Who the list. It's going to yeah. be a thing. You yeah. know, when when we make it happen or when we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Especially because in-person is way better, in of my course. opinion, than Zoom. Zoom is great. It's, it makes it way more possible for people that, like, aren't here. Yeah. That won't be here. That yep. don't tour anymore, or just won't be here anytime soon. So, but this is that's why I wanted to make sure this one was in person for so. sure.
1: Well, um, I, I appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely, I, it, it's crazy going back through like your your roster of people that have been on the podcast. It's like, man, so many like friends and homies from this area mm-hmm. that like have done the thing over the years. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's also
0: crazy to think of like they're not just like
1: nobodies either.
0: Like right. Cute is what we aim for tom you know like del Paxson, yeah the fucking amazing band all right? these bands are they're all amazing and like some of them have done huge
1: huge, huge thing. things at, at least at one point yeah right yeah. like i mean every everyone's got their stories it's so cool
0: yeah so which leads me to your story sure when and what made you decide that all right i'm quitting my day job doing this full time like <sighs> Where where okay. was your headspace in
1: that? So it was something that I've always wanted to do. There's... Okay. So always, but maybe not. So I, I went to Fredonia. I studied music business. Uh... And, like, I got a minor in communication, but it's like, what do you do with that? Like, I went into college. I was like, I don't know what I really want to do. At that point, I wasn't even playing in a band. Um, Like, I started playing in Kill the Clock while I was at Fredonia. Um, And then we started DIY touring like, you know, anybody does. And I didn't realize that in Kill the Clock, besides just drumming, like, I was also, like, the acting tour manager. Like, I was pretty much advancing the shows and had all, like, touring elements Kind of going through my head, like I I was figuring out that this was a job without knowing what a tour manager was Mm -hmm. at the point. And then we ended the band, but like uh, in the last six months, we literally played the the traditionals farewell show, farewell show, the farewell show. And then like either was like the day before, the day after that, I got my first offer to do a tour with this band Waster from the UK. Yeah, yeah. my my other friend was like their their previous tour manager and like he moved on to a different band and he's like hey man like this is an opportunity it doesn't pay well but like would you want to do it and i was Mm -hmm. like hell yeah i'm in at this point i was still working for i was in a wedding production company for the last like nine years of my life cj sound yes yes so my my (laughs)
0: wedding you guys did did it did we yes and it was great, but I did have to have a talking with the DJ. Did you? Yes. I'm he, so sorry. He did Oh, it was whatever. It did. it wasn't a big deal. But I was like at one point I was like, "Hey man, can you just like play anything off our list?" And he was like, "Well, your songs are all like punk songs." Oh, I was like, "That's, that's, that's, that's what who's I was here." That's who's These here. These are my like, people. Yeah, yeah. And then oh. he changed it, and it was a blast. But oh, yeah. well, yeah, it was You'll have to
1: tell me after <laughs> this, off camera, uh, who your DJ was. So I, I can couldn't tell you. Them. I have no idea who it but was. But fair fair <laughs> enough. But I, I remember actually that triggered a memory. I remember seeing you at a bridal show one time. I was working. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah, uh, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Street? Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, uh,
0: I didn't even know that you worked for them until that show. And then you were really? like, you were like, yo, I saw you there, and I was like. I
1: thought that was you, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so funny. But okay, so so back to it. I was at CJ Sound for years, and like they were super cool with me. They like they knew that I was doing the band thing and touring, and for a while they were like, "Yeah, you can leave and come back." And I did that for a year or two, but then I, I started kind of like moving up the ranks at that company, and they were like, "Okay, so you can't like just leave all the time," <laughs> and so this is an issue. Like yeah. you need fill in people to work weddings and whatever. Right. And I w- at this point, I was so over the wedding thing. I'm still kind of over wedding production, but there's so much money to be made in that. Oh, for sure. So at, at one point, like I had to talk with the boss. I was like, yo, okay, I'm leaving. And this was now in fall of 2019. I had that first tour with Waster. It was great, loved it. But in between the tours, I, d- I, w- I didn't have enough gigs booked, so I kind of was still going back and taking some gigs in wedding production. Mm-hmm. And then I did another tour... With Waster in like, I think it was like January, February of 2020, right. right before COVID hit. And I was like, okay, cool. I have officially quit the company at this point. Like I'm not doing anything for weddings and I'm now filling my schedule. I had a full schedule up until like October of 2020 and then COVID hit. So everything went away. I'm not doing anything. Like I, I started filling out applications to work for tours, yeah, like as like yeah. a crew person, it all went away. I went back to that company again during COVID uh, because we were doing like socially distant birth- birthday parties and that's right. the only way I can make money. That sucks. Um, and that, yeah, so COVID kind of like wrapped up. I, I had like this small stint where I moved to New Hampshire for a second during COVID and then I moved back sort of at the end, tail end of COVID in like 2021. Um, came back, worked at CJ Sound again for nine months made some money it was cool but then i was like hey i really need to like try to do this Mm -hmm. for myself like i always like at this point i'm now like okay i want to tour so i can't do weddings anymore i'm just going to go into the deep end and then luckily my schedule started filling up really well so my first i I consider like when i became full-time touring had to have been february of 2022 at this point so this is the last year yeah Year and a half ago, and since then, I have been booked nonstop. I have, like, a, a nice open three-month gap uh, January to March of this year. B- but a gap is nice to be at home and, like, relax right. and not do anything until you hit the bank account. You're like, oh, my God, there's too many, not enough dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh So that's kind of what I've been doing right now. That's sort of how I got into it and, like, the, the flow of things. It was like I need to leave the really good salary job to just go into the deep end. And it, it's so stressful. It's like, sure, you can make good money touring, but not knowing how far out you're going to be booked or like what what the next gig is going to be. Right, yeah. So, I don't know, kind of just going with the flow and just assuming that stuff will happen or like hoping for the best. But mm-hmm. That's awesome, though. Yeah,
0: that's great. I, I would have like, that is, you're living the dream as far as it like, you may not be dream, playing right? as much, Yeah. But you're still literally doing what you wanted to do. You're working with music, you're working with musicians. Exactly. You are still playing and you're you're networking and making those connections with Mm -hmm. people to like basically further your career which 100%. is awesome
1: that that's but, yeah. that's kind of all it ever was and it was, so the other the, i guess the other factor of that was like after kill the clock ended i really stepped away from drumming i was like i don't want to play anymore and the only thing i was doing is i played in a blink cover band i don't know if you ever went to one <laughs> yeah of those we shows. went to uh, rec room no we on? went
0: to the one at the beach woodlawn the
1: beach oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah. It's so funny so yeah, yeah me dan mccormick and aiden liquor yeah. lacking in the bulge is our yeah. blink tribute band and i think we've played four shows but like that's all I wanted to do. I was like, I, I'm really done drumming. I just want to play in a cover band and play somebody else's songs. Um, and I was <laughs> super content with that. I was like, I'm, I'm done playing. I, I basically started selling off some of my stuff. And I was like, I just want to work as like a tour manager, merch manager, or like even driver. I've done a couple gigs like driving bandwagon, yeah, yeah. which is not as bad as you would think. And well, you don't. Do you need your CDL for that? You don't. Which yeah. is the most insane thing ever. It's it's basically the equivalent of driving the largest U-Haul box truck that you can get. Without needing a special license. Without needing a special yeah. license. Even though you to- you totally should. There's like 10 people in the back. It weighs 26,000 pounds. Jesus. Uh You could definitely kill somebody. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you could have killed anybody in a touring van, Of course, too, so. of course. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it was a good time. Yeah. Um Glad to have said I did that at least. I did it two times. But glad to have said I got the chance to do it once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. What was your your first UK tour? Where who was that with? So this this was another full circle moment. It was actually with the band Waster, that first oh, yeah, band yeah, okay. that yeah. I was talking about. So the whole the whole chronological story, when you piece it together, it sounds really cool. Like when I was at Fredonia, I remember Dan from Killed Clock, Dan McCormick, showed me mm-hmm. Waster or somebody in our friend group. Like that's all we listened to. That like mid. 2010s pop punk sound that was super popular so waster came out in like 2015 he was like yo check this out it's super sick i was like yeah man this this band is cool and then uh i met them on their first tour in 2018 they stayed at my house for a couple days then i became their tour manager merch manager and then they, they've gone through a bunch of different drummers but um I don't know exactly what happened, but they were on a headline UK tour. It was like a three week UK tour playing lots of B and C markets Mm. and their drummer got sick or something. And so they posted on Instagram like, Hey, we got to cancel tomorrow's show while we figure out like a new drummer situation. And I very jokingly messaged their bassist, And I was like, Hey man, like you need me to fly over there and fill in or something. Like I would always, I mean like I know all the songs, like I've done so many shows with them. Uh, And he was like, are you serious? Like, how soon can you be here? And I was like, well, I just got home from a tour two days ago. So I, give me like a couple days. He's like, could you be here in 24 hours? So I, I just finished, I finished doing laundry and I put, I put away all my clothes from my last six week tour. And as soon as they were back in like the dressers or whatever, we'll I was all pa- out. packing another yeah. bag. Girlfriend wanted to kill me. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great time though. So, so we, I went over there, um, had a red eye flight landed at like 7 a.m. They picked me up from the airport. We went right to the rehearsal space. Practiced for 10 hours. Their Shoot. their set list was like an hour hour 15 long. It was a headliner, so there was uh, there was a few songs that they'd put out that I wasn't familiar with. Like that was obviously the hardest part for me. Again, the cover band thing. Right. I know all the songs. Like this is easy. I'm playing along with somebody else's stuff. But a song that came out like last week, I was like, I really don't know this. Um, it was cool. We did one day of practice, and then the next day we did. I think it was like nine shows straight, nine or ten shows. Super cool. Uh, first experience being over there. Um, we were in a van. Uh, we did hotels pretty much every night. Super cool. Um, just wow. Just what an experience. Like I, I lost ten pounds in my like week of being there. The food is so much different than the states. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. have you you done the uk i haven't done uk but i did i did italy for our honeymoon and it was like
0: first of all you walk everywhere it's just like mostly walking but they don't put all the preservatives and
1: shit in the food so i can taste it being healthier
0: yeah like even you will like look at it and you're like this looks nothing like pasta from america and it's
1: yeah i mean so we're still touring like like a a DIY van yeah. band, right? So, like, we were stopping at service exits and they were like, You got to try every fast food here. So, like, that's kind of like what I was eating. Like, we were just eating at service yeah. exits all the time. Like, eat, you know, try the KFC, try tr- like the McDonald's, yeah. the Burger King was yeah. healthier. The KFC chicken was like not disgusting. It, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it came back and I was, I put myself on the scale. I lost 10 pounds of just like eating healthy. Yeah. Super weird. Wow. Yeah, good time. So, real quick on the KFC thing.
0: I actually heard a thing today. Um, I don't know how true this is, but I I was listening to something, and they were talking about uh, KFC chicken is, like, supposedly one of the healthiest, like, fried chickens you could ever get. Because the meat that they make is, like, the cleanest it could ever be. I don't know if I believe that. I I mean I don't know how true that is. I didn't look into it. I was listening and I heard it and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Fried chicken is not good for you. That's not what they were saying. What they were saying is, as far as like the GMOs and everything else, like it is the cleanest, most clean, like the closest to organic. Okay. Because as far as like organic goes. They've done testing and it's just like the same
1: as not. So, so that that's for KFC chicken, like in the U.S. Yeah, that's crazy because yeah. in that case, then like if, if the U.S. chicken is healthy, then like the U.K. chicken must have been like.
0: Pure. Co- <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. In comparison to other chicken, sure. it's the healthiest okay. chicken.
1: Okay. Sure, I, I, over there, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's way way healthier. This sounds like this sounds countries. like one of those like. Memes where it's like oh New study comes out that says Dogs need to be eating more treats Every day <laughs> and and then people are like Was this written by a dog yeah. <laughs> Like this just in KFC Chicken is super healthy like says Who the CEO of um, KFC? milk boner Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow yeah. But yeah so I mean like that uh, <laughs> The whole thing was crazy. I mean like the food is one thing But like yeah. you know they're there to play shows Some of the craziest shows in my life I know you're gonna ask me this but the, it's it's between two shows. It's either a show that I played in London on this tour. It, it, it felt so good. Of Favorite show of all time. Am I jumping the gun? No, you're fine. Okay, cool. You're I'm going to go into it. So the second last show of this tour was in London. PAX sold out. Um, couldn't tell you where it was. It was, it. was I have to look it up what the name was. But it was like this super old, run-down-looking building. Probably held like 400 people here most insane crowd surfing, stage diving. But the, the, the lighting of this show, they had two giant, like lights from a train. Basically. It's the only way I could describe this, like super bright, giant things. Yeah. One on either side of the drum kit. And the LD was like blasting these as like strobes the whole time. Mm. So the, the lights are super hot and I'm playing and I can't see anything. There's so much haze, super, super tiny stage, but like a giant room. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely the most fun i ever had uh the the support band drummer for this band misplaced he came up on the last song and like i jumped out into the crowd and, like staged over with the singer it was a great time but so in in the uk
0: they're from, you said they're from the uk right yeah Razor. yeah. The band's based there. um do kids like just show out for That's, all those shows because you know when like whenever i've talked to people that have from america that yeah. they've gone overseas they always say like those shows are always crazy because they don't know if they'll ever see you again and they don't know if you'll like you could be the next fucking rolling stones they don't know so they a lot of times they'll just come out just to say okay i saw that band before they you know never came back
1: i don't know if that was the same necessarily situation for for this tour since they're uk-based i think that's more of a thing for like US or like Australian bands because coming they in. may not have the they opportunity. they may never again. be back yeah, there, right? Yeah. But like, w- like, Waster is like a relatively popular band in the UK, and like, I think it was like a comeback tour for them. Like, they, t- they took some time off during COVID, like anybody, yeah. Um, but like, people definitely still came out. But we were, we were playing some weird markets on this tour. I, I don't know who booked this, but uh, we played a place called Tunbridge or Tunbridge Wells, and there wasn't that many people that showed out, but the venue was like this 16 or 1700s it used it used to be a public toilet okay and now it, it's it now it's a venue bar thing okay but yeah we're just set up like in a toilet i was like this is insane but it's super weird like it was like super southern point of the uk mm-hmm. one, definitely one of the strangest venues i, I think i've ever played okay uh it, it was a good time overall though would i do it again yes um the the driving on the wrong side of the road thing like freaked me out i i can drive for days like i i'll be the driver for any band at any time and i can drive for hours but there was something but i i didn't have to drive thankfully but like Mm -hmm. the the steering wheel being on you know the american passenger side or whatever (laughs) and then driving on the wrong side of the road it it fucks my head so hard like i i just stayed We, we were in a van so it was like the two front seats and then uh a bench seat facing the back of the van and another bench seat. So pretty much the whole time I was facing the back of the van. Cause I just couldn't look out the windshield. Couldn't do it. It was yeah. just, oh, a I, I felt so sick when driving that never happens to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I could see that for sure. I, I'm, I
0: feel like that's a drummer thing as far as the driving thing goes, because really? in the traditional, I was the main driver. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't like having other people in charge of my so life. Stressful. I hate that. Yeah. And that, like if i wasn't driving i was more than likely on the loft sleeping because if i'm going to die you guys had a loft like one bunk yeah i, bu- I built a loft I and then we like had um on in every van we had we we built a loft um except for maybe the last one yeah yeah the last one we didn't i don't think no we did we did but so basically we had like on on our last van we had two rows, and then I built a loft. Uh-huh. And we had all our gear under it. So if I wasn't driving, I was sleeping Bad. or trying to sleep because yeah.
1: if I'm going to die, I'd rather, be, rather be comfortable. Comfy in bed. No idea it's coming. I don't know. 100%. I, I always thought the same thing. I think for for KTC, it was the same thing. I own the van, so it was my personal thing. It was in my name as well. Yeah. 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 And uh, I was on my parents' insurance, and they were like, yeah, so like – don't have anyone else drive because they're not covered, which I don't know if that's true or not or, like, how that actually works, but I had John, John John Vaughn, who's also Mm -hmm. been on this. uh, He was the only one. Shout out, John Vaughn. He was the only one that drove, and it was maybe, like, three times ever. Like, if we had a super long drive, I would tap out, and John would drive for, like, two hours just for me to get a nap in, but, like, I wouldn't... I was never comfortable with anybody ever driving. I hated it, too. Yeah. Especially, like...
0: I'm calling you out, Muish. I'm calling you out, Mike. They're terrible drivers Whoa. of a fucking 15 passenger van. And you know what? That's fine. It's not an easy thing for everybody because yeah. it is a big, a big thing, and you have to like compensate for the back. You know. Yeah. Whereas when you're driving a little coupe, right, you're not, you don't have to worry about that. You don't even think shit. about it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. And I, especially when you're pulling a trailer, yeah, like that full US we did with Fortune and Fame, there were nine guys in one van. <sighs> We pulled a uh, 10 or 12 foot trailer, and I drove a good portion of that tour. But at a certain point, I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it anymore because that van was such a piece of shit, which is a whole, we've heard it a hundred times. Of course, that van fucking sucked. But like when we would drive through New York City, no matter what the tour was, I was the designated driver for New York City because if we had, I parallel parked the van with a 10 foot trailer
1: yeah you know and nobody else could have done that of course because they weren't confident enough to do that I wasn't either but I figured it out I could not relate harder one of the most insane things about my my most recent touring is I've been like in w- w- RV or a bandwagon basically in my last bunch of tours huge vehicles yeah. with with yeah. trailers two of those times I was driving the bandwagon but I have gotten into New York City and parked those vehicles and have not Gotten a ticket on any vehicle. Mm-hmm. I've left like our generators running right next to a sign that says like no idling $3,000 fine. Yeah. And so the whole time I'm like constantly going outside checking, like, oh shit, did we get a ticket? Like, haven't gotten, like, knock on wood, I have not ever gotten a parking ticket in New York City and I park unbelievably illegally.
0: Yeah. See, I've never parked illegally. We would literally drive. Well, that's yeah. not true. We parked illegally once, but it was in front of our friend, uh, Matt. He was the drummer of Candy Hearts. Um, He let us park in front of his driveway because they didn't have to go anywhere until whatever. And uh, we were staying at another friend's house like a few blocks away. So we literally, we drove around for an hour. Finally got a hold of somebody who got a hold of him who was like, hey, can they park in front of your driveway? He said, yeah, screw it. He said, no problem as long as it's gone by a certain time. Park it. And then we had to walk. 10 blocks back oh, to where we were saying. You you well, we spot. had it that's all yeah. that mattered. Yeah. Because how are you finding a parking spot anywhere in New yep. York City, let alone a 12 15 passenger van with
1: a fucking trailer. It's it's the worst. I just I just don't get it. This is it's it's a pet peeve of mine for not only New York City, but I mean I mean I guess if we're, if we're talking about shows and venues, how do you have a venue? I don't care if you're in the major cities. How do you have a venue and not have at least one designated spot for your bands? Yeah. There's like I can get it. Like, okay, you don't have green rooms. Okay, fine. Like, isn't is the end of the don't world? You Need one at a punk show or whatever. Yeah, I okay, They're so, great if they if you got them. But right. But parking and then bathroom or like venues that have bathrooms that have like one stall. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you? You're having like 400 people to go to the show. How do you only have one shitter in this entire place? For band and fans. Even Mohawk Place has more than yeah. one urinal.
0: I mean, you'll be touching each other yes, because they're true. so close. But. <laughs> they they even that's have more, more than, than some venues yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: In, insane yeah. those those are my pet peeves of touring i think that's it
0: that's uh yeah that's crazy um so you talked a little bit about the four chord music fest um you ran it
1: yeah so this so the okay so the first time i ever went was 2018 um kill the clock was asked to play so we played the fest uh less than jake was the headliner which is like Awesome. Second favorite band of all time under blink. Super sick. A uh, lot of friends played. And like, I was always talking to the guys in eternal boy. Like, what can I do to like work this with you? Like, this is basically what I want to do. Like event production, um, and like managing massive scale music events. Um, and I was kind of just like pushed off for a minute. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll hit you up if, if, if we need you. And then 2019, no, I wasn't there in 2019. So 2020, the festival in 2020 happened or it didn't COVID. How many years is this? 21, 22, 23. Okay. I lied. COVID happened in 2020. So 2021 was the first time I, uh, got the opportunity to work for the festival. Right. So my title, I think that year is festival manager. And so I didn't really know what that meant. I was super stoked to just be there though. Um, basically it was like the tour manager for the festival handling it advances for the bands, like getting everybody's information in here. But as far as like the day-to-day operations, like I didn't have a set schedule. It was like help everybody for anything that is needed. And is, that is sort of like what I've been doing right now. But so 20, what I say? 2021 was the first year. I worked it last year too. Um, it became two days last year for the first time. And it, it's just so much work, so much walking, like a music yeah. festival. Um, How big is this? this it's in a minor league baseball stadium. Oh, uh, that's so cool. it's 10,000 capacity. Um I don't know how many tickets were sold, probably somewhere between like 6 and 8,000. So it's it's like pretty big. We're not talking like like Warped Tour but right. or I mean, I don't know, what's a big festival? Riot Fest. Riot Fest. We're not talking Riot Fest, Eighty hundred thousand 100,000 people going to those things, but like it, it's pretty it's manageable and it's all um Basically, like DIY, it's it's ran like a DIY level festival. It's not owned by Live Nation. Um, Rishi love that, love that. Uh, <laughs> Rishi, the singer of, of uh, Eternal Boy, is the guy that kind of like heads it and has been heading it. So. Uh, yeah nine years going right now who 's headlining this year it 's yellow card playing ocean avenue front to back on one day and then other bands taking back Sunday Andrew McMahon in the wilderness bunch of other people are you doing it this year yes yeah, yeah I'm doing it this year um and then day two uh uh who's who's headlining it 's uh the gaslight anthem awesome pretty sick gaslight uh alkaline trio um with Adam Willard on drums Saw that. so sick uh and the interrupters uh just got some some buffalo friends on it elliot mags is playing uh i got my guys in spaced very cool they're on it now too um yeah it'll be a good time a couple days it's uh august 12th and 13th at washington wild things park which is like 45 minutes south of Mm. pittsburgh so tickets still available come that's the plug
0: so yeah, nice. So what was like was there anybody that you were just like you don't have to name names. Okay. But there was like was there an instance where you were like that guy's a fucking asshole? Or like you know what I mean? Oh, like I, or just like something ridiculous was just like Where do we get seriously? started?
1: Where do we get started here? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so last year there was it was it was it was a bit of an ordeal. So I stayed in a camper on the festival grounds um because the second day of the festival Jimmy world and all time low were loading in at like five in the morning. Okay. So everyone had gone to sleep at like 2 AM the night before, but I was expecting like a semi truck to show up. So Jimmy world shows up with their semi. Um, I parked this guy on the stage, but the, the venue stadium manager or whatever his title was like, was nowhere to be found. And I needed him to turn the lights on. Mm -hmm. And so it is like five or 6 AM pitch black. I'm getting screamed at by the teams of all time low and Jimmy world that there is no lights on. There's no power. All of these people that were supposed to show up to have things start happening, just like weren't there. Cause everyone was passed out. It's yeah, Whatever the case was. And I was freaking out. I th- like one of them, one of those bands were like, if, if the power's not on in two minutes, like we are packing up and leaving. So I'm now I'll... on the phone with everybody freaking out. Like, yo, this show is about to fall apart. Like I'm, I'm Freaking out, and like I, I don't usually have panic attacks, but I was having a panic attack. I was like this is super bad situation. Rightfully so, super bad. Um, and I'm like, this is just so not my fault. I'm like, so get the So all that happened. It turned out that the the venue manager or whatever was like passed out sleeping in his office. He was on site. He wasn't like home or anything. He right. was fifty feet away from me, locked in his office with headphones and a blindfold on. So like unconscious i mean I, I think we broke in to wake him up yeah super super stressful and crazy but everything ended up being fine because by the time we got the lights on the sun was coming up right so all that and the bands chilled out and everything was fine there's the who were the other big players last year with big punk shows like pennywise Lagwagon, awesome. h2o descendants yeah. bad religion like that was one that's sick it, it was so sick but these tour managers are like so intense the crew for pennywise are like like You know they've been around the block a few times and like pretty pretty intense. Like everybody in that band is like holy holy shit. Like that's Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So nothing like crazy happened, and everyone was super nice. Like once once the ball got rolling, Mm -hmm. yeah. What what else? I'm I'm trying to think So 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 much.
0: Real quick, you said you said you
1: were expecting like semis and everything. Like what were they bringing that they needed? Just production, like for like the headliners, like Jimmy World was on tour so they had one semi of like lights and a whole stage and they used it all on that they used probably like 75 percent of their setup which it it makes it tough like uh, the year prior in 2021 it was like rise against headliner and then the used was below them and then uh another band below the used. but we had like a crazy issue with the amount of staging all you know these bigger bands that have like decks and risers and lights and like a whole setup you're taking up half the stage right. now. Yeah. So we need, to, we need you to slide all the way back, uh, like as far like upstage as you can. And then other bands, you know, like the same thing of like, like a small show, right? You're, you're stacking everybody's shit one in front of each other. Right. And I forget who it was. It was somebody from the used on their crew moved a thing of Rise Against and they flipped out. They're like, if you ever touch, like, we're we're not playing anymore because you moved our thing. And I don't know if this is just a thing when you get to that level of like, things are that intense. But I'd right. just be like, oh, you needed to move that five inches? That's fine. Like, we'll move it back. That's why it's all spiked and yeah, whatever. I th- I think people get freaked out and and overhyped on little things when it doesn't need to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe the mind, like, f- as an outsider looking in, like, yeah. is it the fact of like we're headlining so we should have like it should be our thing mm. and then everybody should work around us
1: I, I maybe mean, i guess a little bit entitlement like, right man i was like man we got like 12 bands on the yeah. stage like can't we all just like work together and like we all know like everyone knows what's got to happen yeah but it, it's you get a little bit of push and pull from mm. certain people like i need it to be done this way i need something done that way yeah so
0: it makes you wonder too like is that Keep you your toes are they just burning like burnt out You know what I mean? Like, are they just touring because they have to or are they touring because they still love it? Are they touring for money? Yeah. (laughs) Like straight up, because at a certain point, like when you get to that level, now it's just a business.
1: Yeah. You know, 100 percent
0: like me and me and Ben were talking about um, they uh, head north opened for Bowling for Soup. Yep. And he was like, none of them live in the same city. They all fly out. From different cities, yeah. meet at the gig and then they tour. It's so crazy! And it's like, yeah, they're massive. They were. Yeah. They've been a band for thirty years at this point. I you wonder know? if they like,
1: even practice. Like, they they might not need to. They might have to like run it once. Like, when Pop, it dude, venue, when you get like, to
0: that at a certain level, you yeah. know, like I, I'm yeah. sure that like, you know, you you hear about these massive tours of like Justin Bieber and or or freaking Paramore or anybody like that, like they rent out these warehouses and then yeah. they run, they set everything up. They run everything like uh, Corey Harris. He tours with a lot of these massive bands, like yeah. Ariana Grande yeah. and uh, Queen. And, yeah, people. Like yeah. huge, huge, yeah. like kiss rush, all these massive bands. And uh, he, he's brought up like that. They'll do the first week of a tour with I'm, probably wrong but like say ariana grande just to say for somebody they all get together and they rent out this big warehouse and they set everything up they make sure everything's good to go so that way when they do leave for the tour and they're actually in the tour and they're making everything happen and they need everything to go as planned they have it all set they know exactly what needs to happen when it needs to happen who goes first what needs to be loaded and set up and everything.
1: so many crew people at that level which which blows my mind um I mean, I I, think about like stadium tours like that. Like the artist doesn't even know your crew, which is right. So that's, that's the thing that like, I've been bringing up with people sometimes like, like, Oh, like, isn't that the goal? I'm like, sure. Financially. But I would never want to be on a tour where like, you don't know everybody. It loses like that sense of like family. Like, yo, we're all like in this together. Like we're all doing like a job, Mm -hmm. but like, like, you think Blink 182 knows like every single person? I don't know. Like, they've got I've, like eight tour buses.
0: I can say from discussions with Corey that, yes, yeah, a lot of those bands do. Like, so cool. a lot of those massive bands, they have that crew. Yeah. And then when they take a break from that tour, that same crew's coming out because right. those guys know what it is. Yep. They know each other, they respect each other, all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. So, when they do end up You know, taken taken off or whatever. When they get back together, it's everybody knows their role. Yep. Everybody knows how everything goes together,
1: and we this is it.
0: That's it's just it's
1: definitely easier. Like I mean, at any level, like if you have a reoccurring crew, like okay, we know what's got to be done.
0: But then, but then you think about it too, and you're like, oh, they have these huge crews, which like the guys that travel with them. But then you get to Buffalo, and then you have the local,
1: the local hands, the local
0: hands. You know, and those dudes are in a union, and they're hired guns to come in and just do shit and then that's got to be even like just thinking about it it's got to be more stressful because you're like oh my god this guy is he's he's a local hand and like yeah he may do this but he doesn't do this with neil pert's drum set yeah you know like that kind of shit so
1: i mean i i work at town ballroom too is like my main side hustle gig when i am home between tours and like I I was stagehanding for a couple years now and like we hear that all the time like the bands come through and like luckily like our our town ballroom crew gets like pretty high praise from like the groups that come through but yeah. uh we hear their horror stories it's usually bands are like think about like on routing like where bands are coming from it's mm-hmm. usually always like New York City or Toronto or Pittsburgh or something relatively close but all bands ever do is just complain about like New York City union hands oh you know they they can't cross like we are parked across the street they're not allowed to cross the street in new york that's in to, a contract though yeah, exactly it's, it's just crazy stuff it's a legal
0: thing yeah yeah, yeah.
1: remind so, so me nice. after to talk tom ballroom because
0: i worked there for eight years
1: did you really we just never worked at the same
0: you town. started probably right around the time i quit yeah yeah like the entirety of the traditional i was there it's crazy yeah I, mean, I see I but see But that was like six sometimes. years ago. So yeah. like the last time I worked there was like six years ago.
1: But yeah, remind me. Crazy. Yeah, remind yeah, yeah, yeah. me after and okay. we'll, we'll talk. How well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so sick. I mean, like <sighs> touring and and stage hands. Like when you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I need ten local hands on a show. That like it's it's just not where I'm at yeah, right yeah. now. And I I it stresses me out like you got all these people like touching your stuff that don't know mm-hmm. what's got to go where i'm like sure you can have them wrap xlr cables right but yeah i mean like i i love it like i, I did uh the incubus show at canal side and it was like okay you have to wear gloves before touching i, I can't think of the german's name but you, before touching his like all golden dw kit mm-hmm. i need you guys to go wash your hands and put on gloves before touching the hardware right yeah like, this is so crazy. I'm touching this guy's drums. I'm, am I qualified to do this? I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Gnarly. It's, uh, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't
0: know, man. There's uh, just like trying to wrap my head around that too, you know, there's, mm-hmm. just, there's so much into it. And like, I've done stuff here and there, but do you not... ever have
1: conversations like this with non music people or like try to explain anything? Like they don't this know. To somebody anything, that doesn't man. Get they don't it? understand. I, I do this sometimes with my girlfriend's family who like super not connected in this world, but I'm, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I I give the gist and it sounds insane. Like I'm, I'm like spewing the stuff. Yeah. Like what, what's your, your full rundown of a day? Like, but then I'm like, this is just me. I'm like, I can't, I can't even fathom. Right. what That next level is like just crazy.
0: That's why they make the big bucks, too, yeah. you know? And y- honestly, you you might get an opportunity. You
1: d- never know. I, g- I got a call yesterday to drive um, a bus for Post Malone's support. That'd like, be oh, sick. God, dude, just like,
0: and you didn't take it? I didn't. T- I was already booked. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, don't I don't know. love. I, I'll yeah. take a tour managing gig over driving a bus. Anytime. I for sure. If I had nothing going on, unless it I, was for Post Malone or f- for a lot of money. <laughs> True. I mean, money. <laughs> Everything is cash is king. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cash is king. <sighs> yeah, had some crazy offers like that, but I've had to turn down because it's just not what I want to do. If you ever want to get into the music industry, drive the bus. Every, there's always a need for bus drivers and yeah, bandwagon not, drivers. No one wants to do it. No one wants it because it fucking sucks. But it's pain. It no, it fucking sucks, and no one wants to do it. Therefore, the rates are just going through the roof. Yeah, you I can ask it. for pretty much whatever you want at this point.
0: Yeah, Matt Witanic's on tour with a bunch of bands. I so just hired Matt Watanick. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, yeah that so was you. Did his next story. Doing? I
1: did the the last one. So I needed a driver for Point North. We were supporting yep. a Treyu um and he was on tour with knuckle puck real friends uh other band between, we are between you and me between you and me yes yeah, yeah. australian um and he was getting off the tour and like i needed somebody like the very next day yeah and so i flew him in uh he was on our tour for three days and then unfortunately our guitarist for point north his dad passed away so mm, the tour bummer. just got cut and so i hung out with matt for three days i was like I've known of you my entire life and now we're hanging out yeah. and you're from Buffalo, but I've we've never known each other. So now you do. Now we do.
0: Now you have a connection that most people don't have.
1: I will hire Matt for any tour. I do for the rest of my life.
0: Love that. He's a good guy.
1: Good, good guy. I love, love the Matt. Buffalo hookup. Good guy. Yeah.
0: Um. So I want to hear a little bit more. Just, just, you know, some, I know there's some stories there about kill the clock. You guys did the DIY thing. We've, I did the DIY thing. It yep. sucks. It always. It's not always terrible,
1: but... It's such, it's such th- a part of your life. It's, like, like iconic, and, like, y- you'll never have that time back. You'll never do that ever again.
0: It's a different kind of grind. Yeah. Because you don't know if there's going to be a show.
1: Yeah.
0: Or That's you're true, playing true. a house party, and you're like, what the fuck's going to happen are at there, this house there, party? Are going to be people here? Yeah. Ex- right. And, like, the craziest shit happens on those. I, I feel like DIY is where, like, the... The gnarliest stuff happens. Yeah. Like, is there anything that comes to mind as far as, like, any crazy shit when you were driving? Any, like, shows you were at and you were just like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. The
1: the craziest, like, near-death experience, I guess we'll start with that. Um, We were on, when was this? This was January of 2019. We played a tour kickoff show which we did every single time because I was like, we need to make money up front. So like we always did a tour kickoff show, never in the middle of a tour, never at the end. Right. Did a tour kickoff show in Buffalo. The next day we played in middle of Nowersville, West Virginia. Mm. I mean like relatively close It's like four hours away. Um, we left that show. We were going, it, that was a Saturday and we were going to Richmond, Virginia on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm driving. Uh, I, I'm i driving. I'm like, I'm kind of tired. Like it's been a long 48 hours and I'm cruising along and then I start doing this. And I, mm. everybody was still awake in the back. I was like, guys, do you feel the van Moving. like swing? I feel like I'm on a snake right now. Like, I'm not on drugs. I'm not fucked up. Do you guys feel this? Like, I'm, I'm going like this. And like, everyone got to the front of the van. We're like, yeah, we do feel that. But it was fine. I was like, maybe it's just the road. We're going through like hills of West Virginia. So I think it's, I think it's just the road. But then we're going down a hill. And it, we started like going crazy. I was like something is wrong. I pull over. The back, the driver's side back tire had blown three of the five studs, and lug nuts were sh- clean off. Like sheared, cleared, sheared off. off. And so that's what that was. So, yeah. but so back it up. The day before uh, in Buffalo. Or maybe it was that morning. Bef- before we left for West Virginia, I went to Dunn Tire to just get my tires rotated and, like, tighten the lugs. And, you know, they say you're supposed to, like, tighten your lugs after, like, 50 or 100 miles or whatever. I've never done that in my never. life. I now always do that yeah. in my life. So um, I will never go to Dunn Tire again because of this incident. But I, I basically realized that the lug nuts were not tight enough. And we were towing like a heavy trailer too, which I guess could have something to do with it. But we're going down a hill. Studs are gone. This is now one in the morning. And I have AAA, Mm -hmm. which is great until you have a trailer. I don't know if you've ever had to call AAA with a trailer. They won't touch the trailer. They won't touch the trailer. And so I'm on the phone with them. I was like, yo, here's the deal. Like, I got to get this van and trailer off the road. Like, what can you do for me? And they're like, oh, well, we can get the van, but you have to leave the trailer. I was like, lady. I don't give a shit about my 1999 40150 yeah. That's blowing <laughs> oil. I care about the 10,000 plus dollars worth of gear sitting in a trailer on yeah, the side of yeah. the West Virginia highway. Yeah. So AAA did nothing for me. I called like local Joe Schmo hillbilly shop in West Virginia. And the guy's like, I'll be right over there. And, uh, comes with, comes with uh, the flatbed at this point. I have sent, it's just me and John bond on the side of the highway. I sent our other three guys to a hotel, um, we were in like Morgantown, West Virginia, um, or Virginia, West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia. And Totra guy comes and he doesn't have, so, so we get the van up on, on the flatbed, but I'm like, so what are we going to do about this trailer? He's like, okay, so you know the thing where they can like tow a car behind a flatbed too. He's like, I'm going to drop one of the balls in that thing, but he didn't have the right size ball um, or something like that. So he couldn't do it. Uh, and then he tried, to take the ball off of my hitch and put it in his thing, but it was so rusted on. It couldn't, it wouldn't break yeah. loose either. So we just carried the trailer onto the back of this tow truck and we wrapped it 50 times with chains. So like it, the trailer can't pivot anymore. Right. It is just chained to the back of a tow truck. Oh my God. And we, we only had to go five minutes down the road to like a good year, but this is now like four in the morning or yeah. something by the time we got going. Um, we, we finally got to Goodyear. Tow truck guy drops John off at a hotel. I sleep in the van, so that way when Goodyear opens at 8 a.m., I can like go in and get the whole tire thing figured right. out. I go in. It's fine. The guys are super cool. He's like, ah, yeah, this is, this is a problem, obviously. Uh, and then I'm uh, – what do they say? though? Like, okay, yeah, you can back it out of the shop, have a good one. I paid f- for it, whatever. I back it out of the bay. There's no brakes anymore. I don't know what happened if a brake line was accidentally cut. I don't know if this happened when I was going down the hill. The van has no fucking brakes. So I, I'm, I'm like pumping the brakes, and I just roll back into a curb. I walk back into the shop. I was like, hey, guys, we have a problem. They're like, what's up? Like, they're already, They already have another car in the yeah. bay ready to go. I was like, I got no brakes, and I kind of need that to drive. Yeah. And I need to be in Richmond in seven hours. Uh, brought, brought it back in. And I, I don't know what happened, but I basically drove the rest of the tour with very minimal brakes. It was enough to stop, but it, like I had to put my yeah, foot like, through to the, the floor yeah, all the way. Fuck that. Still have no idea what happened. Um, when the, whole, the saga continues. I, I hate telling the story because it's so long. We got to Orlando, Florida, and I was like, you know what? I think I should go to another Goodyear and just check the lug nuts again. Make sure everything's all good. I go to a different Goodyear. I, at this point, we dropped our trailer at the hotel we were staying at. I go to the shop and they're like, who did this job? It was like a good year in West Virginia. They're like, okay, well that guy's got to get fired because when they put the new lugs and studs on, they like cross threaded them. So the lug nuts that they had just changed were not seated correctly or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and they had to cut them all off and do it again oh and file God. a claim through Goodyear. They're like, we're not charging you any of this because this is yeah. corporate Goodyear's Rightfully fault. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So it was super sick not having to pay, but I'm like, oh my God, dude, like we could literally die at any second. This is so fucked. 100%. That was, that was the near-death experience, but luckily no accidents or anything ever happened like that. Um, very first tour, first time I ever got pulled over with a band. I mean, if we're ripping through stories... Uh I was touring with Rescue Dawn. Okay. So who is now Fernway? Yeah. But it was like the last tour is Rescue Dawn. Um we were driving my van because theirs blew up and we're in North Carolina. Uh we're driving on the highway. A cop is merging onto the highway. Um, I see him, so I get over, let the cop in. We do like a roof. So now he's in the passing lane, I'm in the right lane. I I had super long hair at this time, looked like Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh <laughs> the, guy, the cop looks at me, I give him like a little wave and like he heads off. And I'm like, yo, at, at this point, everyone in the van is smoking weed. There is a bag of weed at the passenger seat right now. Everyone's high as balls. And, uh, we had like the bed down. It was a conversion van. So the back yeah. thing was a bed and we didn't have the two middle seats in. So people are just sitting on the floor, kind of vibing. Uh, and I, it was, we're getting off an exit coming up and I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy if that cop was sitting at this exit waiting for us? Sure as shit. I'm driving. The cop is sitting there waiting. And, like, un- he's turning left, and I'm turning right. He could have turned left at any point. And, uh, he waited. He waited. Yeah. I turned right, and I was like, yo, guys, I don't have a good feeling about this. I think everyone should sit up and, like, put the drugs away uh, and see what happens. And sure, shit, I turned the right. The guy does, like, a spin out of the left lane to go back behind us. lights. Come on. I was like, fuck, we're getting pulled over. Everyone thinks I'm kidding. And they're like, yeah, 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 right. So guys, we're literally getting pulled over right now. I need you to sit up and like open the windows. Like yeah. it smells like fucking weed in here. Open the windows. That's the worst time. I oh, n- dude, that's know. a terrible. I don't remember what. Th- so, <laughs> so I was so the, the 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 rest of this. So the bench, the back bench was down as a bed. Right. So I'm like, sit up and put the bench up. I think it's illegal to drive with the. bed I think down. it is too.
0: Well, it's okay to have it down. You can't be on it.
1: Like so We, were, on we it. had three people on it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So they all sat next to each other, like, shoulder to shoulder, so you couldn't see that the bed was down, because that was my initial fear. But I I park, I'm going into the glove box to get my registration, and I turn around, and instead of everybody sitting up, they're hiding on the ground under blankets. Shout out everybody in Rescue Dawn, RJ, Tommy, Jonah, Tanner. I that know. was so dumb. That was dumb. <laughs> I, I freaked out. I'm, I'm grabbing the glove box. I turn around. Just, I was like, all right, you guys all good." I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sit up. What do you mean? Oh, my God. So I freaked out. They all sat up real quick. And I was like, the guy is fucking walking to the car yeah. right now. And he looks like a fake cop. He's got the aviators. He's got the big super, super troopers hat. Yeah, yeah. He's got the mustache. Like This is like a southern cop he's going to say something stupid For sure. comes to the passenger window where the bag of weed is right there. I was like, fuck, we're going to jail. Um, he was like, Hey, are you guys a band? I was like, yeah, man. What gave it away? He's like, I saw this long haired hippie driving a van. So I pulled <laughs> you over and I kind of look at everybody. I was like, I think that's illegal. That's yeah, like, it is illegal. You can't do that. But I'm like, fuck, I don't want to get into this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, haha, I got long hair. I drive yeah. a van. This yeah. Where are you guys coming from? The, the the usual stuff. I everybody had their licenses out ready to go. I had the stuff ready to go, and then he asked the question like, "Oh, is there any like drugs or firearms in the vehicle?" I'll, oh, no, sir. I, and that's this is where the bit started. If you ever get pulled over, no, sir, we don't do that. We're a Christian rock band. We're yeah, all yeah, yeah, we're all, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. praise Jesus. I have a Jesus bobblehead that's been in my van since this period of time. I was Hilarious. like, yeah, Jesus is right there. Like we're a Christian rock band, dude. Uh, we, don't, we don't we don't we don't fuck with the devil's <laughs> lettuce, man. And he was like, like to hear he is like you have your license and registration. I was like, yeah, we do. And saw that everybody had their stuff. Is like, okay, you guys drive safe now. But it was like I got pulled over as a stereotype person with long hair driving a van. Yeah, but you were you guys were doing naughty things. Yeah, but he didn't need to know that. <laughs> he didn't assume he was like, oh yeah, I saw that you guys are smoking weed. I, he said, I saw a long-haired hippie driving a van. <laughs> so. And from that point forward, any time I've ever been pulled over with a band, we are a Christian rock band.
0: I mean, that's a that's a smart move. Yeah. I've not we've we were pulled over twice. Once on that uh, that full U.S. Yeah, it was because we had the brights on on uh, head north's van, mm. and because the regular lights didn't work. I just told that story last to, week. You had to have them um, on. You got yeah, some yeah. Sort of lights, and right? he was like, oh, and then he was basically the sheriff. He walked up smoking a cigar, wow. big fucking thing. It was like pitch blackout and he's like brights are on I'm like yeah you know, just happened we swear it yeah, yeah, yeah. happened before we even of left course. for tour um then he's like oh honestly i just wanted to see what it looked like your your license looked like because yeah. he was like shocked the, at how long they lasted before they expire right, your license. Right, right. but um then another time i was in new jersey fuck new jersey uh fuck new jersey. i fucking hate new jersey i my gps said turn left You can't turn can't left turn in left jersey. to new jersey, new jersey you can't turn left Cannot you cannot cop right to behind, go behind me. You Literally behind me, I turn left. And oh. he pulls me over. He's like, well, you can't turn left. I'm like, my I'm from GP New York.
1: Is- where we're allowed to fucking turn left. Yeah,
0: I was like, uh, it smells like shit here, bro. Like, come on. get." am <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get out of here. I basically, I straight up did tell the guy. I was like, I, he's like, where are you heading? I'm like, anywhere but New Jersey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fucking Shots hate New Jersey. In New Jersey dude. Why, what do
1: you mean you got to pump my gas? <laughs> <laughs> just Give me a
0: fucking break.
1: Who came up with that? Oh, Why?
0: New Jerseyans ah, oh, the worst. Dude.
1: Everyone else pumps their own gas yeah. anywhere. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, I have to tip you now for something that I, <laughs> I want to do. I absolutely. will not yeah. tip. I've, I've got friends from New Jersey. And I ask every time, like, are you supposed to tip? It's like, if you got a buck, just like, give them a buck. Yeah, but yeah. like, absolutely not. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. So those are the only two reasons. There the only two times. And the, the first time I wasn't driving Ryan uh-huh. was, and that <laughs> time they wrote me a ticket. Um, and then I just never paid it until yeah. like, we I wasn't even we weren't even in a band in the band anymore. This was yep. years later. I was driving through on vacation or something. I was like, ah oh, shit. I was like, ah, oh, I'll fucking no. pay it real quick. I found it online yeah. and like paid it. But I was like, I'm never paying this because I'm never coming back never here. I fucking back. hate this
1: state, dude. But just in case you come back, you should just pay yeah, it and get right? it over with. Which I did. But uh crazy fucking I mean, I I mean I don't know how much time we got here. I'll do one one more quick one. Se- second tour I did with Waster. We were in an R V at this point. Uh, the drummer of Broadside, Jeff, was filling okay. in for us. Um, it was fun. My first tour ever in an RV. Uh, the band was bitching at me the whole time. You're driving too fast. Like, I was like, yo, I'm just trying to get to the show in time. Like, if you're cruising 70 into 65 in the US, it's fine. Um, but they were always being like, you, you're driving too fast. You got to slow down. It's fine. Whatever. Jeff was driving at one point. I was up in the bed sleeping. He's like, yo, we're getting pulled over. We get pulled over. Cop comes to the window. He's like, yo, man, you're driving too slow. And he just gave us a warning. He's like, you got to speed it up. You're driving too slow in this vehicle. Was he doing the speed limit or five under? I don't remember what it was. Again, I was like sleeping the whole time. I was like, yeah, dude, just speed it up. But it was (laughs) was funny because I was like, ha, told you guys. You got to drive faster here. Sure, shit. 30 minutes later, I'm back asleep. He's like, yo, we're getting pulled over again. We're like, yeah, right, man. Like, sure. He's like, cop's walking up to the window right now. Uh, we get pulled over different cop, different area, 30 minutes away. Cops like, bro, why are you driving so slow? You need to go faster. Wow. And I, he might've been driving slow in the left lane or something like needed to move over. And that might've been the the passing lane, but I had so much being like, told you guys. Yeah. 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 I fucking told you speed it up. I'm not the problem. I didn't get pulled over once. That's, that's funny, man. It was a good time.
0: Um, Yeah, man, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on. Of course,
1: I appreciate you having me. Everything you got going on, anything you want to promote, now's the time. Okay, I think I already said it. Uh, New Eternal Boy record coming out uh, sometime by the end of the year. Uh, Go to Four Chord Music Festival, August 12th and 13th, Washington Wild Things Park, PA. Uh, What else is going on? If you're going to the Youngblood Tour, I'll see you. Uh, what do I got going after this? I'm going out with point North supporting escape the fate. Nice. Uh, that will be fall. And then I got nothing after that. Hire me. I'm
0: available. Hire this man. Give That's him all it. your money. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, again, this was a blast storytime pod across all platforms. Please remember to like, and subscribe, share with family members, share with a friend. I do not care. Everything helps. I appreciate you all. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye, bitch.